Hello and welcome to the 41st episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, the mad to my men, Brandon Gross. You seem not confident that it was everyone's favorite division <laughs> in baseball. I, is- I was like, yeah, halfway going through it and then I realized like, this is what I say, right? This is the normal, it's my normal this introduction. Is- this is what I normally say at the top. And then, you know, you can't second guess yourself when you start talking, Brandon. It all gets it's like riding a bike, baby. Come on, it's natural. You got you, you know what it is. Be confident. I know it, you know, it probably, the joke was that it wasn't anyone's favorite division last season. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was no. uh, if there is a season this this year, I am hopeful that it will be everyone's favorite division. Maybe. I'm confident that that'll happen. Also, don't forget how confident we were preseason of the uh, of the 2021 year that it was going to be the best division in baseball and how quickly that that uh, turned out to not be true. Oh, how the tables turn, my friend. Right. I know. Right? I know. But you know what? I'm remaining optimistic. I know we're not we're not getting into our previews just yet. We still have plenty of time for that and maybe a little more time, depending on how things go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, but yeah, I, I am. I'm remaining optimistic, Brandon. I'm remaining optimistic. We're going to go through all of our team previews, obviously, as we get closer to the, the start of the season. But right now, baby, it's all nonsense. All BS and nonsense today. I uh, I do have to. To say really quickly, we are a sports drink podcast. So if, if baseball, you know, if you're sick of our bullshit, you know, and you're like, there's nothing going on in baseball, check out sports drink. They have plenty of other amazing podcasts that aren't just baseball. They got some good college football. I know the championships on as we record right now. I just found this out. You know I'm, it, Brandon. Not yeah, you know, <laughs> I just, found this out. but if you're into college football, I know probably not the time after tonight, but you know, if you're into college football, if you're into basketball, sports drink has other podcasts that will strike your fancy more so than our nonsense will. <laughs> yes, if you need to uh, to spread your wings sports-wise, Sports Drink Network has a little bit of everything for everybody. Brandon, have you heard the good news in my neck of the woods, though, buddy? In your neck of the woods is in New York City, baby? Uh, New York State. New York. I mean, yes, it applies to New York City as well, but New York State as a whole. Some good things have happened this uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. to be specific. I don't know. I don't know. You're you're scaring me. I feel like I missed some big news. I don't know what, what you're referring to exactly. We got legal sports gambling, baby. Oh, that's amazing for you who has an addiction. Oh, you're being that's 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 not true, Brandon. Don't start throwing those words around. I uh, I broke even this weekend. So, you know, all things considered, that's not so bad. That's kind of better the beat in the house, you know. So, uh, like yeah, I'm feeling good. I like how you're clarifying it as this weekend, just assuming that you've got this weekend. <laughs> Last weekend, I did poorly. This weekend. Yeah, I do not me. talk to me about my entire betting career as a whole. But if, we, if we're, like, microscoping on this specific weekend, Brandon, you know what? I'm not doing so bad. I'm not doing so bad. What did you bet on this weekend? Okay, what did I bet on this weekend? I spread it everywhere. So uh, last night I had, so there was a very, Brandon, I don't know if you saw this, there was a phenomenal football game last night. Did this show up on your Twitter account at all? Or oh, yes, I, I knew that it was, it was. Uh, we, we're doing the secondhand sports thing with me again, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, happens every uh, week, yeah. I feel like. I know it was the Raiders and Chargers, and if yes. they were tied, if they stayed tied, then the Steelers uh, uh would have not made the playoffs, right? Booted, yes, they're booted. Um, I had a bunch of fantasy football implications. I, I drafted my roommate who does not know a thing about sports. I drafted his fantasy football team for him this year, and we made it to the finals. And the the the, the I think the whole the grand prize is like two hundred and forty bucks, so it's not an unsta- unsubstantial amount of money. Um, and we were going to go to Keens Steakhouse. You heard of Keens, Brandon? I don't know Keens. I know. Uh, Peter Luger's. Okay, yes, the classic Peter Luger's. It's the it's Anthony Bourdain's favorite steakhouse in New York City. Okay, 
um or was i guess r.i.p sorry i didn't uh, anyways um so we were gonna go there for uh for the winnings but it came down to everything we were going against justin herbert and austin eckler the quarterback and running back for the chargers and when it went to overtime we were like four points down so if the chargers did anything we would have been screwed and i think we ended up winning by one and a half points i had the Derek Carr under passing yards and it hit even though it went to overtime brandon so i'm feeling good i had a couple of basketball bets here and there um but yeah i'm feeling good dude off to a good start in new york we're, we're feeling good over here so uh what does this change for your life right now though like how does this change are you gonna bet more is this i, I don't know i don't know how this changes sam's betting that's a good life. question i would say it it will my it'll yeah it'll exponentially grow the amount of money that i'm betting but also <laughs> the amount of money i'm winning brandon i'm about to be a millionaire baby oh yeah nothing to worry about because previously um i was sending i was okay uh allegedly this is not something that i was absolutely doing this is just a, an alleged thing that may or may not have happened this is not an admission of guilt by any stretch of the imagination um had a friend in the the greater dc area and i would send him money uh, hypothetically i would do that uh, allegedly i would do that and then i would tell him what money to put it on and then he would use the sports book in dc and that you know i did that here and there not a ton of money and then occasionally i would i would uh take the path train over to jersey where i would also do some uh some legal gambling over the same applications FanDuel, and DraftKings that i'm using now oh that's uh, why you were always like i'm going to hoboken and i never I'm going to hoboken. together i was like i don't know maybe that's the pizza place there i don't know what you're doing no no hoboken is honestly new jersey as a whole gets a bad rep my my small Agreed. experiences with new jersey has, has been only pleasant um if we have any new jersey listeners i'm gassing you up baby we're good to go um but yeah so that that is now off the table all of it will be done in the comfort of my own home which is exciting um and we'll have to get uncle nino back on i think soon to talk about his uh how this may or may not have affected his uh his gambling addiction he might be dead right now uncle nino That's might be true. dead we right haven't now. heard from him in a while we haven't heard from him in a while brandon we have a phenomenal uh episode today we're going two for two on baseball heavy podcasts i don't know if our listeners can handle this what do you think uh, you know, I think they're going to have to suck it up, you know, cause we can't, <laughs> we came in here, we came in here saying we're going to talk baseball or when we started the pod, we said, we're going to we talk said. baseball and you know, we're, we're going back to our roots in 2022. We're going to talk baseball and we fooled you at the top of the pod when we said it was bullshit today. It's not bullshit today. It's not bullshit. We're not talking about little big league on this week's episode, Brandon. We're not talking about uh major league on this week's episode. No, we're talking Washington nationals baseball and joining us today. We have none other than you know him from uh district on deck we got the max raymond max welcome to the show my friend what's up guys thanks for having me how's everyone tonight you know doing good doing good i got the uh the under on this uh this alabama georgia game i'm feeling pretty good about it so far if we want to circle back to the gambling talk again we're turning into a gambling pod brandon sam you have a needle filled with uh with bets <laughs> yes it's shooting straight in my arm max you're uh you you got any interest in the college football thing though you i heard you may or may not have the the game on in the background is that true yeah i got the game on um in virginia sports gambling is legal and i was tempted to take the bet i almost took bama money line because the fact that they are the underdog is absolutely hilarious because Insane. when they played in the championship game, they destroyed them. I know it's three to three right now, but at some point, Bama will blow this game open. I just didn't like that it was only plus one seventeen, so I held off. But um, for those that didn't like, smart decision to hammer the Bama Bama money line all I, the way. I did the the parlay Bama plus two and a half and the under. I think it was like fifty. I don't know what it was by the time I I, I finally passed the bet. 
three to three right now. So you're looking good. I'm looking pretty good. Also, though, FanDuel, Brandon, you'll get a kick out of this. FanDuel was offering a boost. Like uh, they went, the odds were like, I don't remember what they were like, minus 700. And they boosted it up to plus 100. So you didn't have to bet $700 to win $100. You just had to bet $100 to, to win $100 for the over under on 40 point total. And like Max just mentioned, it is three to three right now, bringing the total points to six. And I don't know where we are in the game, but FanDuel might have just taken all of New York State's money, Brandon. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. Should we rebrand? Should we just become a betting podcast now? That's all I, <laughs> I <laughs> mean. We'll, do it. I'm okay with it. I won't know what's going on, but then I'll just make, you know, I'll just make dumb butt bets on uh, on your behalf. So I like that. I like that's we just have, what happens when there's a lockout, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we're in uh, the middle of the, the baseball desert. The baseball drought is, uh, is truly upon us right now. Are you, uh, how are you doing with it, Max? Are you able to, uh, to keep going? What are you doing to distract yourself? I mean, riding daily, so that's helping. Just anything I could find. Just been um, focusing on, like, since the Nats are, like, in a rebuild, they're in a very different situation. After almost a decade of just, I don't know, kicking that shit out of everyone in the NL East, it's finally their turn's able, or their turn's done, right? So now they have all this, like, cap room that I'm not used to after always being over to luxury tax. So I've been running these trades on teams they should trade with. Like, for instance, I ran one right now on the Padres where the Nats are in a great situation where they could trade for someone like Eric Cosmer, who's on a bad contract that the Padres want to get rid of, and at the same time get maybe a Robert Hassel, who is a top 100 prospect. Because a team like the Padres, you're in win-now mode. You want to keep those top prospects, but if you want to shed bad contracts, you got to give something up, right? So I'm just like writing different articles about that. It's fun to look at what teams are just really bad at signing players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Marlins have never had a bad contract on the book, so I don't know what that's like at all. <laughs> I, I don't know. You traded the only bad contract you had. Um, Walk call a stand and ring a bell? Oh, yes, that does ring a bell. He actually made an appearance on last week's episode. Not in person. We didn't get him on the podcast. But he, oh, I was going to say, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we did our top all-time Marlins and top all-time Mets, and uh, John Carlo was man in right field for me. So I, I'm very familiar with him. Um, well, that's awesome, dude. So you're still writing every day, though. That's a what a what yeah. a dedication you got. I mean, um, as the one on the set, side editor for the Nat side of fan sided, and they want us writing daily. I mean, I only write like an article a day. There's some other people that I write with that really see three, four articles a day. Oh my god, I, I can't do that. They're just so talented, and I'm just over here at the bottom, like, please don't look at me. Like, look at them. <laughs> it's uh, what's crazy is the Nats were like before the lockout, they were very quiet like I, they signed uh <laughs> i see you shaking your head now they signed uh, uh cesar hernandez and i think that was it really and just some minor league deals was that pretty we, much the we brought back um legendary shortstop alcides escobar on a one-year deal oh that's oh, right they brought back sorry they brought back alcides escobar on a one-year deal you can that's... say we on this podcast we we're we're all for the we's if you want to say you, we say we are you trying to remove the we from your dialogue because i've thought about that myself when talking about the mets um, I just want to be unbiased, right? right? I want to, of course, I'm going to cover my team, but I want to be one of those people that when they, my name is out there in like the reporting world, they're like, oh, that guy's unbiased, not sure. That guy shits on anyone that's not the Nats. <laughs> Don't listen to him. So I'm trying to, you know, like be a biased reporter. You have journalistic integrity. We have no integrity here. Absolutely not. No, you, yeah, you're making up for all of our, uh, all of our lack of journalistic integrity. Um, so, so you're, you're doing a couple of trade proposals you're saying. So you got the, the Hosmer Mm -hmm. deals there. Is there anything in interdivision that you've been looking at or has it been, uh, Um, no, I haven't gone into division yet because surprisingly there's not a lot of bad 
contracts in there that the Nats would look at getting. Also, we all know this. No one in the division is giving another top prospect to anyone else in the division. Last time it happened, it was what, the JT Riomuto trade for Sixto? Yeah. Like, and nothing, and yeah. that's only because it was the Marlins and everyone, no offense, but for the longest they're seen as a laughing stock. Now they have. No, no offense taken, a rightful. Yeah. I, I, now I, I, they I have paid one Max of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Their pitching yeah. arm system is absurd. Like, they got those guys that are coming up. Um, Max Myers, I believe his name is. They yeah. got, uh, I watched Edward Cabrera's debut because the MLB debut was against the Nats. That dude throws heat. He looks so good. Yeah, he's insane. He's, he had a little control issues. He got pulled a couple times. He was, he was giving up some of the long balls. But for the most part, he was doing good. Yeah. He was doing good. Um, you know who also throws heat and gives up the long ball? Max Scherzer. You'll take that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Listen, I love that comp. How, how did this good. happen that we bring you on and you're, you're flaming up the Marlins and you're <laughs> shitting on the Mets, man? <laughs> I mean, the, no, I'm not shitting on the Mets. I love Max Scherzer. But like, as a Nats fan for the last seven seasons, I watched him throw 99 down the middle, like, if you can hit this. Yeah. And he would have – more than not, he gives up a first inning home run. So get used to that. Max Scherzer is going to give up a lot of solo homers and also record a lot of strikeouts. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, hopefully City Field maybe has some effect on him. I don't know. I think that might be bullshit, but I hope it has some effect and maybe the, the ball stay in the park. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I want to talk about Nats prospects in general because the Nats jumped – from I think they were like ranked 29th in prospects to 20th after the, mm-hmm. the trade deadline. Is that right? So yeah. who are some of the prospects? Maybe not um, the Cavalli. Is they say Cavalli? Is that how you say his last yeah, name? Kay Cavalli. Yeah, maybe not Kay Cavalli, but what are some of the more niche prospects that you're jazzed about um, on the Nationals' uh, uh, rankings right now? I mean, a, a lot of the Nats fans know the big names. You got Jackson Rutledge, Cole, Henry, and... Kay Cavalli, who Mike Rizzo is visioning as his next big three. That's who he wants to build the rotation along mm-hmm. and be the new Strasburg Scherzer and insert Corbin, Roer, whoever it was. That's who he wants to lead the rotation for years to come. But some of the guys I'm excited about are the guys we just drafted, right? You got Brady House, who fell to us, or fell to them at 11, that uh, wasn't expected. So, of course, he's going to be the big name. But I'm looking at guys like Dylan Lilly. He was um, our sec- the Nats' second round draft pick uh, out of high school, I believe, in either Kentucky and he was like wherever he played he was the high school player of that state right mm-hmm. so he and he's already put on 17 pounds of muscle this offseason I was actually watching a video right before I hopped on uh today of him in the cage and that dude's swing is so pure it's so pretty wow. so it was like a guy like him um they Nat strapped his guy in the fourth or fifth one around named TJ um I want to say TJ White I might be mispronouncing that name or just saying it wrong but that dude also hit bombs and it's new to me because for the longest Nats only draft pitchers mm-hmm. because that's just been their thing and now they're finally drafting position players with like their top picks i'm like wow where has this been the last decade like <laughs> i don't know how, how to handle it i'm just like wow we actually because since they drafted a run down in uh 2011 uh brady house was the second first round pick they've used on a position player the other one being carter kibu everyone else was a pitcher wow that's insane. Wow. That's like the opposite of the Angels, or the same thing as the Angels, excuse me, where they just drafted all pitchers. Yeah, in the- it just took the Angels way too long to do it. The Nats are the longest. We're like, yeah, we, we know what we need. And the Angels are like, 
No, why need pitching when we can just sign Anthony Rendon for $600 billion <laughs> to go with Mike Trout's $700 billion. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, so you were, you guys, as the Nationals community as a whole and your uh, and district on deck specifically, did you, were you pretty happy with the way that the, the draft turned out for you? Yeah, I was with a few of my buddies. Um, and we were watching the draft go down and we were just like, I mean, it's just weird to me, right? As you see in today's drafts, Teams are more and more common to underslot in the first round so they can overspend in the second round, which doesn't make sense to me. I get like baseball draft is different because more or not these players are more luck reliant to go back to call or go to college instead of getting drafted out of high school is not making the money. So you might have to overspend a little bit. But you have the Pirates technically underslotted with the first overall pick. Yeah, they that catcher they took from Louisville is a stud, but you had Marcelo um Marcelo Meyer that fell to four at Boston which never should have happened you had Jordan Lawler fall to the Dimebacks at six or seven which never should have happened leading to the Nats and the Marlins getting two of the top five shortstops in the draft right yeah never should have made it out of the top 10 so when I was watching Brady House I and um your guy fall down the board I was like no way no way and then when I saw we were on the clock and we had a chance at either house or the guy the Marlins took I was like well Mike Rose was not an idiot so I'm gonna be very happy and then we got Brady House and I was like all right the Nats know what they're doing right now they're doing a very good job and then they went with a so just went high schooler bats the next few picks and I mean Grant's early they only played what 10 20 games to end the season in the minors um Luckily, none of our guys got hurt. None of the Nats guys got hurt. They looked good, but I don't know. It's new to me because for the longest, just as a Nats fan, we're drafting 28th, 29th, might not have a first-round pick because um, they – not that they trade away, but they um, lost it because of um, they kept signing people with the qualifying offer. And now that they're restocking the farm system – I started watching Nats in 2005. I was nine years old. I'm 26 now. So for – I was only a little kid when they were stocking the farm system. So to me, it meant nothing. So now I'm just like, wow, this is exciting. Prospect, prospect, cool, prospect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as a Marlins fan, or I guess even a Mets fan for after they redid, after the um, Jose Reyes team, they went under that rebuild. So I guess you guys know what I'm talking about. I just had it earlier because now both teams are a lot better positioned than Mets are. You have the Mets who are building a super rotation. Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom should be illegal. That's not That's a, That should be illegal. I completely agree, Max. Yeah, we will. I'll speak to the commissioner about that. Don't worry. That's not fair. The Marlins, um, JJ Blade, he struggled in the regular season, but that dude was a stud. And I don't know if you guys the watched Arizona the Arizona Fall League, yeah. but yeah. JJ Blade was putting on a show, right? And so he's their he's their top bat, right? In the prospect in the farm system. Yes, as of right now. I mean, unless you count some of like the younger younger dudes who are still in like single A, so like Khalil Watson, the shortstop that we drafted yeah, this year, Khalil or uh, or Jose Salas, who's like another nineteen um, year old middle infielder. But per MLB pipeline, like they. They last released their uh, prospect updates when the season ended. And at the time, they had Khalil Watson higher up on their top 100 over Bladet. So, I mean, Insane. to them, that's their top position uh, position hitter. And then the Mets, they I think they have a top 10 guy. Um, yeah, Francisco Alvarez. The yeah, catcher. the catcher, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, He's- I mean, the NOU's farm systems are looking very good. Except yeah. for the Phillies, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we uh, we have yet to get a Phillies person on the podcast. So we're yeah, sure that's to... kind of our running joke is that we don't we we're respectful to all the teams except the Phillies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you listed obviously all the teams, and I want to know for the 2022 season, how are national fans feeling? Because obviously the Braves, despite maybe not resigning Freddie Freeman, just came off a World Series. Uh, mm-hmm. Marlins are 
proving greatly. Mets are building the super rotation. Phillies are always have some sort of above average team. Um, How are the national fans feeling going to the season? Is it just, okay, well, let's hope some of these young guys come up um, and, and contribute to the team and, and, give us a bright future. Is that pretty much how, I mean, that's pretty much it. When, when the fire sale went down, Mike Rizzo said he had a picture of a two to three year window before they returned to contention. And this is the full, the first full year. I don't know if he wants to call this year one, year one and a half, because we had half the season already of the rebuild. This is the first full year of the rebuild. And we have plenty of, the Nats have plenty of question marks. They got Carter Keebum, who was a top guy that they need to sink or swim. Victor Robles had a fantastic 2019 struggled greatly, got sent to the minors. Lane Thomas took his spot. So those two are big question marks. Luis Garcia, Cabert uh, Ruiz, and um, Josiah Gray. They're like the three pillars the Nats are trying to build around to go with Soto and Bell. They all have to prove themselves. Yeah, they, like right now they still have the luster, but they have to prove themselves. So this year for Nats fans, or at least from my perspective, yeah, yeah. we're going to be bad. But like, I just want to <laughs> see if they can do it. I want to see if Strasburg yeah. can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, I want to see if Patrick Corbin can have an ERA under five, which sounds easy, <laughs> but God, last year it was tough watching him. Hopefully, him. hopefully his slider returns to form because he has one of the nastiest sliders in baseball. And last year he couldn't locate his fastball to save his life, so he couldn't throw the slider. And every yeah. time his fastball was in the zone, it was taken 600 feet. Yeah, not great. So wait, uh, as uh, with initial reactions for Josiah Gray and Kiba Ruiz, the two like pillars of the the Trey mm-hmm. Turner Max Scherzer trade, how are you? Uh, how are how are Nats fans feeling about them after they got a, a couple of glimpses of them in the, the end so, of last year? I feel the same way that you said about Edward Cabrera. His numbers look bad, but that's only if you look at the numbers. You watch him from the eyeball test. He throws. Not like not like heat, but like he throws. He's averaging ninety four, ninety six, right? So he okay. throws his fastball. He's prone to the long ball. He just needs to improve his secondary pitches because at times his when they were on, he was recording like five, six strikeouts, wow. which are good because he was only going five, six innings. So I mean, it's not the best stuff you've seen. It's not like those elite strikeout artists, but for a rookie who finally getting playing time, I was impressed, right? So now you want to see if he can put everything together. Now, if he finishes a full season of five ERA, I'm gonna be alarmed. Anywhere from a three five to a four five, I'll be glad You'll take it. with that. Um, Kevin Ruiz, on the other hand, he still is growing into his power, but he has an impressive hit tool, right? He's just one of those guys that he can just make contact. Give me anywhere between. I know. Are you guys people that don't care about batting average anymore? Everyone's like, oh, batting average doesn't matter. Like to me, I, I get it, but I still want to see a guy hit three hundred because to me that's so cool. Because. Um, Moneyball here, he gets on base. <laughs> OBP, yeah, we're we're not we're when it comes to statistics. Brandon and I go the full spectrum. I'd say. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, yeah I agree. We we still cite uh, batting average here. We were talking John Olery. I don't know if you remember him uh, last week on the pod, and we were like blown away that he hit like three forty one year. So yes, we are still pro. We're batting still average. in awe of a, of a very good batting average. Yeah. Yes. I just need Ruiz to turn into a guy that can consistently get on base because he has very good defensive skills, but uh, we don't. We don't trade Scherzer and Turner for a defensive catcher. You just don't do that. You're hoping this guy turns into – I mean, he's not going to be the next Posey, but you're hoping he's coming up like maybe like a Riamuto, a guy that can yeah. hit 280 every year with 20-plus homers and that can call a really great game behind the plate. You'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Wait, so I, I think another big question going on in the in the Nationals universe, Brandon, you and I were talking about this uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago, is the, is the potential of a Juan Soto extension – um is that have you guys put any thought on that over at district on deck or is that something that you're trying to uh to i'll believe it when i see it yeah 
I mean, I'm not going to get my hopes up because Bryce Harper, yeah. Anthony yeah. Rendon. The Anthony Rendon one's different because they had a decision. You extend Rendon or you extend Strasburg. They went with pitching. I thought before the before the ink went to the pen and I heard it was 245, I was like, that's too much money. Um, but I'm happy Strasburg's back, but that's too much money. And I was right. He's turned 226 in the third innings since signing that contract. Ugh. And that's over two years. Yeah, two seat, both last two seasons ended the season ending injury, right? So you lose your two top bats. You have the greatest player offensive wise ever played for probably the franchise. No apologies to Tim Raines and all the Expos guys, <laughs> but Juan Soto's skills, like he right now is rivaling prime Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. And we all remember yeah. him from his Angels days. That dude is a stud. Um, I've never seen a guy like with Soto's ability to just that command the strike zone. There's been times. When um, there's clearly been a ball called striking, he'll just look at the ump, smile, and take the next pitch like oppo, and just like laugh as he rounds the bases. Like you don't see that. Yeah, he's um, a monster. He's an absolute monster. Boris said that Soto wants the team to know he he won't sign an extension until he knows they're set up to win. I know Boris is also saying that because it's Scott Boris and he can. Yeah. But Soto won a World Series with the Nats in 2019. He knows they're committed to winning. Um and the Nats are in the process. Granted, I can't do it until 2023, but it was announced today that the Nats are going to sign Soto's younger brother once 2023 enters. I saw that. National sign period. They're, and so it was probably because Soto was like, please do this, please do this, right? So you don't go and sign your younger brother. I mean, that is to appease Soto. And I think it's more likely with Soto seeing everything they're doing to help him out that a contract gets done. Again, I'm not going to get my hopes up, but – you don't let a player like Soto walk. You just don't. Yeah. He hit free agency at 26. Yeah. <laughs> it is statistic. His baseball reference page is just like a treat to go look at. He does everything offensively so well. So well. Um, Brandon, what would you uh, what would you do if Juan Soto? I guess, wait, no, wait, Max. I, I remember the question that I initially wanted to ask you. Sorry, Brandon. I'll get back to you in a second. How dare um, you? <laughs> is uh, what, God forbid, now we'll, we'll curse today if this were happens, but let's say Juan Soto leaves the Nationals. What team would it hurt you the most to see him go to? Either the Braves, the Phillies, and the Mets. One of those three. <laughs> Not the Marlins. He's, going, he's going to the Marlins. He's going to the Marlins. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it would suck to see him go to the Marlins. I just... I mean, Derek Jeter's not the one paying those guys. It's his partner, and I don't see his partner opening the paycheck like that, right? Um, You're 27th, I think, in, uh, in payroll last year. Also, I'd be so sad if I see him in pinstripes. That's what I was assuming yeah. your first answer was going to be, yeah. Well, he... I'm, I don't know if you remember, he posted, Sam and I talked about this, uh, he posted on Instagram when the, they were playing at City Field, and he mm-hmm. was, I forgot what it said, but he, the funniest part was, it was Hashtags. him looking at the home run apple at City Field, and he had, and he tagged the location as Times Square, which is very funny. <laughs> um, uh, you're wrong part, yeah, wrong boroughs. Yeah, r- totally wrong. And then, I, I forgot, what was the hashtag? It was like one day, or something along those lines. It was like, it was, it was like 20 hashtags. I just remember going on Twitter, seeing this picture, and I'm like, oh, this is going to go over very reasonable. And Mets fans and Yankees fans, like, he's coming to New York. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. And photoshops were coming out. It's 9 a.m. It's way too early for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like me waking up to the Brian Flores news to, uh, today. But we're not going to go in our sports, Brandon. I'll leave no, you. No, 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 no. Um, wow, I love it. Um, I have to ask you a question that uh, – so it's bothered me, and I brought this up to Sam – 
Uh, how do you feel? And I know it was all fun and games, and the Nats won the World Series. But how do you feel about the Gerardo Para baby shark? Because when it came back this year, I was annoyed by it as a Mets fan. But <laughs> can you take a step back as being a Nets fan, Nats fan, and tell me how you would feel about it if it's a player on the Mets or a player on the Marlins or any other team, if they had that, would you enjoy it? Would you appreciate it, or do you think it's annoying? It depends on the context, right? It de- are they playing it solely to spite the Nats or are they playing it because like the reason Harara Parra chose that as his walk-up song is because his little kid, it was her, I believe it was his daughter. It might've been his son, but his kid, it was their favorite song. So that's why he heard it every single day. That's why he made it his walk-up song because of his kid. No one expected it to turn into this rallying cry for the 2019 world series, but that's why he chose it because of his little kid. Um, so I didn't even I know this. So I'm the jackass, you know? <laughs> it depends on the context. Like, are they trying to be like, ha you guys are bad now? Then, yeah, I'd be mad. But if it's like, again, that person's kid loves the song, then, yeah, all power to you. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Brandon hates all professional athletes' children, I think, is what we just learned on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's funny. Right. Adam LaRoche's kid. Did you see, he just that? got married. He just got married. Whoa. Adam LaRoche's kid? Yeah, Drake Lewis just got married. The Nats beat reporters just tweeted out the picture last weekend. I was talking to my buddy about it. He's like 19 now because he was 14 when that incident went down. So that was like 2016. So he's like 19, 20 now. I just saw a picture of him at his wedding because Chelsea James of the Washington Post tweeted it out. I was like, oh my God, this is, I feel old. <laughs> yeah, Because I nothing, love the roast on the Nats. Yeah, nothing bad ever happens when you get married at 19. So I'm sure that'll, that'll go over well. <laughs> Yeah, so Drake LaRoche is married. But have you seen the video of when, in 2019, the uh, Braves are playing at Nats Park and Freddie Freeman heard the Baby Shark Nats fans for the first time? And you just see him looking around just like, <laughs> just like, in other just like disbelief. Like he can't, he just can't fathom why 40,000 grown adults are <laughs> That's so funny. like that. His little kid Charlie was probably going nuts too. That's that's his that's uh Freddie's kid's name, right? Charlie? Yeah. I think Charlie okay. Freeman, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. There was Picture, a sure uh home run derby one and I do his bombs. I don't know if you've seen the videos of them playing in the backyard. The TikToks are insane. He's going yard and just like yeah, he's already got the bats uh, the bat, the, bat, the, the, the bat pimps, man. That dude it's like he's been talking to Tim Anderson or something. That dude's got some <laughs> mess on it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what are your so you, you were talking about your expectations for the 2022 season is going to be more of like a temper those expectations, right? You're looking for development. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for rebuild. you're just yeah looking for the rebuild. So you had also mentioned that there's like a Rizzo was saying a two to three year timeline for the rebuild for you as a as a as a Nats reporter and uh, probably a Nats fan, too. I think that that's safe to say. Um, what was what are you uh, what are you looking for in this season specifically to feel like it was a success? Juan Soto MVP. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's. I mean, he's got to be top three odds for the L, right? I mean, absolutely. I, I honestly wonder. I just want to see the farm system develop, and not just like the Nationals, like their prospects, right? You got guys like Cole Henry, who's I might start at A plus. I want to see um, him end up at double or triple A. Kate Cavalli is going to start it. Unless Kate Cavalli has an absolutely phenomenal uh, spring training, which could happen, I assume he's going to start at triple A. I want to see Kate Cavalli make his MLB debut next year because that dude is the future ace in the Nats rotation. Um, I actually was lucky enough to interview him last January. Whoa, nice. Great guy. Great interview. That dude um, – I mean, it was just a fantastic interview. Like every time I would ask him a question, he would just go so in depth about everything that like we I was asking. Um, there was triple digits, I believe. When I talked to him, it was te- 
maxing it like 101. I assume since he's put on strength since then, he probably hits maybe uh, one or two miles harder. Uh, I want to see Jackson Rutledge stay healthy, the 2019 first round pick. Yeah. Um, see what he can do. He played in the Arizona Fall League Championship game, gave up two runs in like three innings, but he struck out like seven. So, I mean, I was very happy with that. Uh, see how he does. I want to see the rookies. Uh, Brady House, DJ, uh, Dylan Lilly, uh, TJ White, Brandon Lozier, all those guys, Borger, see how they do. See the other guys. Uh, so, yeah, it's just all about the farm system. And I really want to see an extension for Josh Bell. Interesting. Wow, okay. okay. Uh, so um, he impressed you a lot last season then? Yeah. I mean, he has his monster 2019 season with the Pirates, right? And then yeah. 2020 happened, struggles, and everyone's like, oh, it was a one-hit wonder. But you forget that 2020 season happened during a COVID season where so many players struggled. Look at the Reds' offense. Nick Castellano struggled that year, and then it has a best year of his career the next year. The other guys, like, they just were looked dead in yeah. 2020. And that happens because no spring training, everything they're going through, family stuff, off-the-field stuff. Josh Bell, first half of last year, he was bad. Um, but it happens because if you guys remember, then that season started late um, because oh, they that's got right, the COVID COVID, yeah. 10 to 12 players on the COVID list, including Schwarber and Bell. So they took a, once they finally returned, they took a month each to refund their swings. Second half, Josh Bell was a monster. He was their second best hitter. Like after the trades, he was the second best hitter with the, before the trades, it was fourth best hitter behind Schwarber, Soto, and Turner. But seeing the month seasons they had, they all made the all-star team. Yeah, you're going to be happy <laughs> that's, with that. Yeah, yeah, you'll be happy to take that, that beat. I think, yeah, Bill, Bell, like, let me read you his numbers. He, and his, he's not known defensively. Like, he's pretty bad defensively. But, like, he impressed, right? He still put up the bad numbers. But he was making major improvements in the field. He hit last year, 261, 27 homers, 88 RBIs, 823 OPS. And that's knowing he had, he was hitting – under 200 through yeah. the first two months of the season. Yeah, I had him on my fantasy team, so I know all about the, mm-hmm. the rough start initially. <laughs> Second half, he was one of the best first base in baseball, and just no one thinks about him because he's not name brand. He's no Freddie Freeman. He's no yeah. Anthony Rizzo. He's none of those guys, but I just want to get an extension done. And I get if he doesn't want to stay and play for the Pirates. You come to D.C. expecting yeah. to play for a contender, and they immediately enter a fire sale. You've, you're 29. You've never played uh, in the playoffs. I get if he wants out. But he's not going to be over expensive. Like you can get him for ten to fifteen mil a year right now. But if you let him hit the open market after having a solid twenty-two season, oh, he's going to his yeah. price is going to skyrocket. The value is going to so, go up. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, well, Brandon, is there anything else? I feel like we've. Uh, this is. I'm loving this. I feel like the Nats and the Phillies are the people that we have not represented on the podcast enough, and being able to get some some Nationals talking has been very nice. Been very. Nice. I I loved it, Max. Thank you so much for being on. I learned so much about the Nationals, and I'm excited to see some of these young guns uh, play against our teams this year. And Max, nice. we we've been putting together these all time lists for the teams in the division. So if you want to come up with an all time National slash Expos list, be my guest. We'd love to tweet it out for you. All right. I mean, now or later, because I mean, I, I don't know. Like, are you putting me on the spot? I just need to know if I need to start thinking. Oh, no, we're saying later. We're going to do. Okay, so cool, we, cool, cool. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to like, start make, brain throwing stuff out. I know you're a baseball genius and I know you could do it now. But uh, but yeah, we're going to do a poll. We've done a few okay. Marlins and Mets uh, and Braves all time lists. So we're going to do a full poll and we're going to say, hey, which team would would win it all? Um, okay. so, yeah, so we're still I, I did see you guys ones. start tweeting those out, actually. Yeah. Uh, Sam's one caused uh, quite the controversy in Marlins' line. 
Well, yeah, because you didn't have yeah. um, Craig Council on there. And I was just like, what? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. like his numbers don't – I mean, yeah, he's not the most prolific guy, but uh, Craig yes. – he yes. was on the 97 World Series team, right? Yeah, he was a monster. I also saw yeah, you didn't have Reebok. There's, there's, there's a couple – I got in trouble for not having Juan Pierre also. Because, but also, I, I had an anecdote for Juan Pierre. He denied my brother an autograph at the 2004 spring training. So I, uh, I'm a man to hold grudges, Max. That's going to happen. I also made some homework or like some uh, some subjective picks. You know, you just want to – guys that I grew up with loving – I, I get that. Yeah, you have to do that, and uh, there's only there's only nine uh, nine spots to fill. You know, there's only so much you can do. And when when were you watching? When did you start watching the Marlins? So I was born in '92, and I was born and raised okay. in South Florida. And so the '97 World Series, I was very Pro Player Stadium was a football stadium, so there's like okay. seventy five thousand so, people in there. So I was able to go, but I was five years old. So I was uh, bit by the bug yeah. early, though. That answered my question. So you probably didn't remember, didn't get to enjoy Levon Hernandez. So no longer, no wonder he's on the list because I grew up with him. He was on the Nationals three times, right? So I knew yeah. him as this old guy that was just throwing innings. And then I looked it up. He World Series MVP, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there are a couple of those '97 Marlins that I don't forget. The uh, the Jeff Conines, Edgar Renteria with the walk off hit Sheffield. in the seventh. Yeah, Sheffield. There's definitely a couple of them, but you know, as a kid, there's there's only so much you can know when you're five years old. And, and then I did see Marlins fans were pissed. You didn't put uh, the man Dan Ugla on there. Dan Ugla, I, I, that there was like a there's a gap in my baseball, and that was right when the gap happened. And Luis Castillo is just like I, I I'm gonna. I mean, Castillo love is superior to Dan Ugla though. They just like Dan Ugla because the name, the look, and, <laughs> and remember when he had yeah, the-, the cheeks with all the dip in there. And just yeah. like a- <laughs> remember when he had like four errors in in an All Star game. Oh God! Yeah, that's not a good look. Yeah, I mean, he just loved the NFC or the NL East. He played for the Marlins. He played for the Braves. He played for the Nats. Like he he was all over the division. He's an East Coast man. He's an East Coast man. Well, Max, thanks again for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. This is a pleasure to talk to you. Plug your stuff. Tell us where we can find you, where we can read you, all that fun stuff. All right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. Um, You guys follow us at uh, Dish on Deck on Twitter. Follow me at Max Maximum Raymond on Twitter and my personal. Again, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll make sure to throw your Twitter handle in our uh, our podcast description, too, so people can just scroll down right now and click it, and they can check you out. All right, sounds good. All right, sounds good, Max. Thanks, Thanks for stopping Max, by, man. Good. We really Thank appreciate you. it. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, take care. Bye. Brandon, what a great guest. We we are like five for five now and phenomenal guests. Five for five. Than five. We do. <laughs> five for five. He looks like a handsome Chris Taylor. I should have told him that. Oh, that's a nice compliment, too, because Chris Taylor's already a, like a, an objectively handsome individual to be a, a tier higher than that. That's a great, that's a great compliment. He's a tier higher. I got shy. I don't want to tell him, you know, <laughs> I, know. I don't want to make it weird. Yeah, calling a calling one of our guests handsome might be uh, getting a little too close to getting canceled. I think every time we bring a, a guest on, I should say, you look like a handsome and I pick a baseball player. I like that. I like that. Um, who do you think you're the handsome version of of baseball players? Oh, wow. Uh, I've never gotten a base. You told me I look like that Joe Burrows guy in the Bengals. Oh, sometime. my God. Look like you're a spitting image of him. If you cut your hair like him and did the cigar pose, I think you could. You could. That's an easy Halloween costume. OK, well, I guess I'm a handsome Joe Burrows, right? I'm better <laughs> yeah. looking than him, right? You're right? Better looking at him. I read this. The Bengals are going to the playoffs, Brandon. And I read no, this crazy. Not. I read this crazy tweet that was never in the history of the of the like the last 25 years has a text message ever been sent about the Bengals being in a playoff game because the last time they were in the playoffs text messages didn't exist what wait they, that they, they, they made it with ocho cinco though i don't maybe it was won a game maybe it wasn't make it maybe it was the last time they won a play wow isn't that nuts that's sad great great uh, logo great great logo design and uniform speaking of which i got to show you what i re- recently purchased okay, i'm very excited about it 
Brandon's reaching over to his left. He's pulled out. Whoa, that's right. Brandon's got a, a classic. What do you even call that? Just like I, a, it's like starters jacket, I think. Starters match starter jacket. That's phenomenal. Dude. This is you Doc Gooden style. Uh, yeah, I, I tried it on. Fits me like a glove, like a Doc Gooden glove. <laughs> Yes, that's cool as hell, dude. That's that's awesome. You must be you must be elated. Oh yeah, I'm pumped, man. I'm gonna be able to wear it probably like five times in Los Angeles because it's pretty thick. <laughs> but you know when when the Mets come, I don't. I I think they're in August. Uh, okay, they're coming to LA. It's a so night game. When, you know, maybe at night I'll get a little cool. Hopefully, and yeah, I can, can rock that. But I'm um, I'm pumped, man. Where'd you find it? I got it on Depop. Nice, dude. dude. You little zoomer, of, you. I know. I, I know. They actually weren't going to ban me. They're going to be like, how many piercings do you have? I'm like, none. And they would not. They wouldn't let you know. They asked you about your stick and poke tattoos. And you, didn't, and you, got, you got kicked off because you didn't have any. Um, but I have to bring up again. We talked about this when, when Max was on. But your Marlins, we did our all-time list. Of oh, yes. Last week. Controversial. Your Marlins all-time list caused quite the stir young man i know we mentioned some of the players that you possibly have missed on there yes but my god i mean it, it was my mets one was mostly ignored because i think it was perfect <laughs> but it was most it was mostly ignored but yours was people were ripping you to shreds my boy they were ready to come for me i it's it really is weird on social media what stuff we make and what stuff uh of this of the content that we push out on twitter yep. goes viral or goes i mean uh, viral for us yeah yes exactly yeah relative to what, what our tweets normally do and that was i'm going to be honest not uh, something i expected to go i think it has to be because we pushed for the marlins fan base first and so we probably have the most marlins fans that listen to us out of all of yes. the, out of all the fan bases and so they saw that the most and then people some of our good friends who are pretty popular in marlins twitterverse started interacting with it and started showing up on people's feeds but yeah i ruffled some feathers brandon i ruffled some feathers people were like who made this and you were like i did <laughs> i know there was definitely a little bit of me uh you know, you gotta you gotta stand up for yourself. I know. I was, I started. Over. I was like, at first, I was like tagging. I was like, Sam, you got to respond to this person. But then <laughs> it got so crazy that I was like, I'm out. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't yeah. track what was going on anymore. I know, um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we got that engagement. And, and I, I I had a weird thing happen when uh, I asked Max about his. Um, his all-time nationals list and then my bluetooth headphones connected to the laptop so there is like a moment where i was like i hope he doesn't think i put and then i heard him and he was like well i can't do it now and i was like my buddy don't worry i have no intention of making you do that now I'm i know what if we're like gun to your head name the player <laughs> uh that's yeah. what he thought for a second but yeah we also shout out our, our friend bean eater buzz our braves fan yes um, what a great guy he's he's he, been uh he one volunteered of our, and he did a Braves all-time list that was awesome and uh also, he he stirred up a little controversy having the newer players like Acuna and Albies on there. Yeah, but still. But, uh, but yeah, our, uh, our boy Bean Eater Buzz, give him a follow. He does great work. He's great. We love Bean Eater Buzz. Um, damn it, there was something else I was going to tell you. Oh, I also felt bad. I don't know if you picked up on this uh, during an interview, and I'll I'll maybe text Max to apologize for it. But I was like, what kind of an idiot gets married at nineteen? And I was like. What if he got married in 19? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I thought that too. I was like, we don't know this man. So I was I like, know, it's possible. I know, I know, yeah. I don't know. I don't think, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Listen, Max, if that's the case, I'm sure you're in a, in a happy marriage and, and I'm a I'm a big dumb idiot who's 29 and, uh, you know, still getting biased by the best I can. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I know. I thought I had the same thought because we're empaths, you know, we're both em- are empaths. We feel things, Brandon. We, we feel, feel things, things and other people feel. Well, them. what a wonderful episode, dude. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to talk to, to Nationals man, Max. Check, check him out. Like he said, on District on Deck. Um, yeah, just a lot of fun. That's, that's funny. You reached out. We were talking about getting Nationals people on. And you mentioned um, him as being District on Deck. And District on Deck is one of the blogs I check every week 
during the regular season to kind of make sure I'm staying up on the national stuff. So that's, yeah. uh, that's fun to know. And he's writing every day still. What a dedicated man. So hard to, because one thing, if you were writing Marlins and Mets, you could write every day probably. There was a lot of Something activity happening. before yeah. the lockout. National's quiet. He's saying Alcides Escobar, Cesar Hernandez. I know. I know. Yeah. This man's dedicated. So, uh, dedicated. so big shout out to Max again. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, dude. Um, yeah, Brandon, why don't you uh, plug your stuff? We can get out of a little yeah. bit of a short uh, well, this week. Follow Max at Maximum Raymond. Uh, and M-A-X-I-M-U-M-R-A-Y-M-A-N. And uh, District on Deck is his is the blog that he writes for, for all things national. Fan-sided. It's a fan-sided blog. And uh, fan-sided as well. Um, and you can follow me at Brando Grosso. I'm posting smut that isn't about baseball. <laughs> you, can follow, you can follow me at Brando Grosso. Uh, and where can, where can we find you, huh? You can find me at NL Feast Sam. Follow the podcast on Twitter at NL Feast. Email us at NL, or not at, I do that every time. NL Feast uh, pod at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Like I always do, check out my band Ugly Twin on Spotify and Apple iTunes and all that fun stuff where you can check them out. Um, and again, Sports Drink Network, Brandon. We're part of a network. Follow this, this- Sports Drink at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Sports Drink, they do good work, not just nonsense like we do. You can find a little bit of everything there. College football, college basketball. If you're into hockey right now, they got some hockey stuff over there, some basketball stuff, NBA, if you're in it. They cover everything. They cover everything, and we're very happy to be a part of them, and we can't, we can't wait to uh, get the ball rolling even more with them, Brandon. Hell yeah. So, Brandon, I ask you every week before we get out of here, anything else you'd like to say? Rest in peace, Bob Saget. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>